Hey y'all, this is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimeology. This is episode 137. Before we get started, make sure to do all of the things. Rate, review, five stars, share. Um, We've got Instagram, Facebook. Both are at Crimeology Pod. We've got an email, crimeologypod at gmail.com. Send us anything that you would like to send us. Um, Yeah, make sure to do all the things. Let's jump into the episode. This is episode 137, the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing. This week's date is Alabama. Okay, you know how to do that. All right, here we go. All right. What are the two colors of the Alabama flag? Red. Yep. Don't overthink it. White. Yep. Um, roll Tide. Roll, roll Tide. <laughs> or for you Auburn fans, War Eagle. We're fair here. SEC, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, what is what's what are the nicknames? Ooh. Of Alabama. What's Alabama known for? I'm pretty sure there's a TV show that has this exact name. Oh, no. Oh, no. You give up? Yeah, I don't know anything. The Heart of Dixie. Oh. Isn't that a TV show? I think so. Okay. Um... Uh, they have it's the Yellowhammer State. <laughs> okay. After that's after the state bird. Oh. And then the Cotton State. Ah. So they have a couple different ones. Um, when was it admitted to the unions? Um, twenty. Oh. Three. Oh. Wow. That was very close. What was it? Twenty-two. <laughs> I'm surprised you got that close. I'll be honest. Um, what's the capital? Birmingham. No. I don't know. That's the uh that is the largest metro area. It is Montgomery, Alabama. Oh. And then let me see. Um what is the Oh, no, that's not as I you're never going to get this cuz I wouldn't <laughs> guess it either. What's the uh like state mammal? Ooh. State mammal for Alabama, an elephant. <laughs> not quite. It's the American black bear. Wow. So, never would have guessed that, but... The more you know. The more you know. Here's our Alabama history. All right, let's get started. So, another episode that you can go listen to that has a uh, connection that we've already covered that has a connection to Alabama is Natalie Holloway. So... On September 16th, 1963, 
at 10.24 a.m., a dynamite bomb exploded at the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. Which is why I guess Birmingham, oh, because I, mean, I really couldn't <laughs> pretty good. name any other city. The bomb was planted under the steps of the back stairwell. And when the bomb exploded, it ripped through the wall, killed four girls, and injured over 20 others. The girls who were killed were 14-year-old Addie Mae Collins, Denise McNair, and Carol Robertson, and then 11-year-old Cynthia Wesley. The girls were in the bathroom getting ready to go into Sunday service when the bomb went off. The church had a very big African-American congregation, and the church had had numerous bomb threats before in the past. The church served as the headquarters for civil rights mass meetings and rallies. It was also used as a social center and a lecture hall. Groups would meet up at the church to march down to the city offices that were just a few minutes away. Like literally, I mean, obviously it's within marching distance, so a very short distance away. And they would go talk to the mayor about different issues that they had. And then before the church bombing, on May 10th, 1963, the city agreed to desegregate lunch counters, restrooms, drink fountains, and fitting rooms. And then African Americans were getting hired in stores as salespeople or clerks. So the work that people were doing at the church was helping the community tre- tremendously. And so this is why this church in particular was the target for this hate crime. Birmingham at the time was the most segregated city in the U.S. and became the focus of Martin Luther King Jr. at the time. Immediately after the bomb went off, FBI officials were contacted. They get on their jet and they head to Alabama. When officials get there and they started working on their search, At this point, many witnesses and people in the community didn't feel safe giving any information or even talking to the FBI. They were concerned for their safety, and they didn't want to paint a target on them. And then on top of all of this, evidence in general was just lacking in their search. So this was a difficult case for the FBI to work. Now, while the FBI basically had nothing to work on, in 1965, they came out and said they had four possible suspects. The suspects were Robert Chambliss, Bobby Frank Cherry, Herman Frank Cash, and Thomas Blayton Jr. All of these men were active KKK members, and the chapter they were members of was considered the most violent group in the South and was responsible for the 1961 attack on the Freedom Riders. But with no evidence, no witnesses' stories, with nobody talking or helping them out, no charges were filed in the 60s, and the case goes cold. Now, after the death of these four girls, and like I said, Martin Luther King Jr. has already kind of pinpointed on Birmingham, Martha Luther King Jr. wrote a telegram to the Alabama governor at the time, basically saying, hey, these girls' blood is was on your hand. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. So many people in the community, white or black, 
They were outraged at what happened. Over 8,000 people showed up to the girls' funerals to show their support, and numerous people went to the church to try to see what, if anything, that they could do to help the community. Two months after this attack was the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. So at this time in particular, the community was bond together like never before with the feeling, the national grief and also their local grief. With the community coming together and trying to help officials out, some felt like the FBI director at the time was holding information back which just also doesn't help the FBI's case in this. Community members felt like either the FBI was trying to make it harder for the community to get information and solve the case, or like they were kind of in on it too, because you've got this mass group of white men, right, coming Mm -hmm. from the FBI to help in this very populated segregation town. So it was just very much like, listen all of this is going off not only in our community but also in the world so we do we trust this white man to come in here and understand completely what we're going through and so that's kind of what it was the fbi comes back and says that wasn't the case they said that they were just trying to keep information close to avoid any leaks that might happen But with this happening, it also caused a lot of people in the community to stop and wonder about who was actually helping them. Now, after May 10th, when the city was moving towards desegregation, all over the world, more things were happening that made the people worried. A bomb went off at a hotel that Martin Luther King Jr. was staying at. And then a a little while later, another bomb went off at his brother's house. And then, a little while later, an NAACP attorney's house was firebombed. So, like I said, not only Mm -hmm. is this going on in their community, it's going on around the world. So now, more than ever, you're like, yeah, no, I'm keeping quiet. I'm staying home. Right. I know what I know, and I'm not, you know. So, even though the community felt like they were taking some very strong steps forward with having this mass vote that they were now being able to use the same restrooms everybody was able to use you know like they're feeling like they're taking right these big steps forward but then at the same time they're also feeling like they're taking three steps back at the same time but in 1971 some officials in alabama knew that there were people in the community who knew information they just needed to feel comfortable and safe enough to come forward with their information so they started working on building those relationships and trying to get some information. And then in the mid 1990s, finally witnesses and the community were tired of living in fear. They now felt more comfortable in their homes talking to officials. So a lot came forward with their stories and information. And at this time, the FBI reopened their case. In the end, all four of our suspects from earlier were the ones who committed the crime. Right, of course. Ro- right. Robert Chambliss was sentenced in 1977 to life in prison after being arrested for another unrelated crime. He was brought in. And then I can never figure out exactly how 
they put the two together but i think i mean obviously they suspected it to be him the whole time so i think it was just kind of one of those you're here so here's this other one bobby frank cherry was indicted in 2000 and was sentenced to life in prison along with thomas blayton jr who was also sentenced to life in prison but herman frank cash died in 1994 so he was never charged with any of the crimes and so Hmm. it's a short one and i think it's because it happened so long ago right but this was also one of those where it was a little bit of a history lesson at the same time because all of these other things were happening at the same time of this that I was like, whoa, this is like a crime case and a history lesson all in one. So there you go. Hmm. Yeah, it is kind of, I mean, it's, it it is kind of difficult to, on those ones that happened so long ago that to, you know, to get a you know 20 25 30 minute episode out of it right but it's one of those of like you've got to think of you know because you said that even martin luther king jr was you know he sent a telegram to like you're like so that dates it itself that that dates it that you know he was still alive and he was also sending a telegram too so like that's that's one of those you've got to because i was like trying to look and see well how did you pick these four men in particular like right. what what but it was just every article was like and then here's these four men and they did it and you're like oh story oh, over okay. like that's it yeah um but this was also one of those that it was either natalie holloway or this one and mm-hmm. so i was like all right well i guess this is the one we're going with <laughs> so there you go there's your little crime there's your little history lesson at the same time episode 137 what can i tell you I give the people what they want. <laughs> there you go, Alabama. Um, this was one that I don't think I was nearly as surprised that it was higher up on the list rather than what was last week. Oh, I don't know. Don't get me lying. Oh, shoot. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> Virginia. Yeah, Virginia Tech. Um, yeah. That I was like, whoa, you guys are high up here. Anyways, that's just my two cents. So there you go, Alabama. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Like always, like, subscribe, share, comment, Facebook and Instagram, and our email. And like always, this is Sam. And from Sweet Home Alabama, this is Steven. (laughs) This is Crimeology.